Welcome to the Practice Brief Podcast. I am the host, Brianna Battles, founder of Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism and CEO of Everyday Battles. I'm a career strength and conditioning coach, entrepreneur, mom of two wild little boys, and a lifelong athlete. I believe that athleticism does not end when motherhood begins, and this podcast is dedicated to coaching you by providing meaningful conversations, insights, and interview topics related to fitness, mindset, parenting, and of course, all the nuances of pregnancy and postpartum. From expert interviews to engaging conversations and reflections, this podcast is your trustworthy, relatable resource for learning how to practice brave through every season in your life. Hey everyone, if you have ever considered becoming a pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach, enrollment opens soon. So whether you are a coach, you are a practitioner, or you are an athlete who wants to become who you needed during pregnancy, postpartum, or you just really want to learn more about this or the season that you're currently in, this is the certification program for you. It is totally online and self-paced which means you get ongoing access to the curriculum. I would love to have you join the team of international coaches that are truly changing the game for women in their communities, whether it's online or just their local community. They are making a big difference and I would love to have you join that effort. So you can get on the wait list, which is at www.briannabattles.com slash waitlist. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Practice Brave Podcast. Today, I'm going to have a very candid conversation with you, friend to friend, coach to coach, athlete to athlete, mom to mom, because here's the thing, no one usually talks about what happens to your abs and badge during pregnancy and postpartum. And I don't want to hit you from a like super nerdy anatomy and physiology perspective, I want to talk to you as a coach. And I want to talk to you just like I would a friend who finds out what I do at the park and starts asking questions. Because honestly, that is is my life when people find out the work that I do or they see that they follow me on Instagram or something like that. So I want to keep it really simple because for a lot of us, myself included during my first pregnancy, my assumption was My body was made for this. I'm designed to do this. I'm going to keep doing what I've always done. I'm going to listen to my body and try to maintain what I was doing because I was healthy, fit, and experienced. While a lot of that may be true, there's also a lot of nuance that gets overlooked with some of that, frankly, dogmatic messaging of being made for this or built for this. Like, yes, and... (laughs) There's a whole other side of, you know, significant structural and physiological changes that occur in our body to accommodate the growth, the growth of a baby and to recover from the delivery of that baby. And those things get sort of like brushed, like under the rug, I guess, is that the right expression? (laughs) Uh, When you, especially in the fitness industry, because we just sort of assume that, you know, we're healthy, we're fit, then that everything else will kind of fall in alignment with our baseline of fitness. However, we do have to make a lot of adjustments to our training during these seasons, because again, there are structural and hormonal 
um, and tissue changes that occur to accommodate the growth of our baby and to help with uh, recovering from delivery. So let's start talking about abs. During pregnancy, you will have a diastasis. And a diastasis is a separation of the left and right sides of the rectus abdominals at the midline. So that midline is made of connective tissue. It's called the linea alba. It's the line of your six-pack abs. As your baby continues to grow, as your abdomen gets bigger, that midline will spread because it's connective tissue. It's not muscle. It's not uh, it's not tearing and it's not like just separating with you know anything like that. It's just it's spreading the tissue to accommodate the growth of a baby. It's truly an adaptation that our body experiences. It is not a problem. This is why, like, I get so pissed off when people say, like, you do this program and you can prevent diastasis during pregnancy. It's like, no, like that's like that's gross marketing. That's not factual. Um, because everyone's diastasis will be different. Some, like me, have two 10-pound babies that liked to just like I looked like I had a watermelon in my abdomen. They were just, I was huge, and I'm five two. So there wasn't a whole lot of place or a lot of space for my babies to go. They literally went straight out into that midline. Um, Others maybe carry a little bit more wide. So there's not as much pressure against that midline. We can't control these things. We cannot control those things. What we can control is some of our tendencies. How much tension are we holding in our abs? Are we used to sucking in it all the time? Yes, we are. Our ab muscles have to lengthen and shorten in order to function well and in conjunction with the pelvic floor. So we need that system, the abs and badge, so to speak, they work together as a team. The diaphragm is part of the core system. That's like our, it helps us breathe on inhale. The diaphragm uh, descends on on exhale. It ascends and travels back up, which creates this co-contraction of the core system basically of your abs and of your pelvic floor. I know that I got a little bit nerdy there, but that's like just basic, basic physiology is the diaphragm, abs and pelvic floor. They just all work together as a team. It's very synergistic and it is responsible for like, if you sneeze absorbing force that way, or if you jump absorbing force that way of creating tension, of creating intra-abdominal pressure, all of that, it all works together as a team. Where we see, and I'm getting ahead of myself here, but I'm going to go there anyway, where we see symptoms occur sometimes is when there's a discrepancy in that system. And um, that can be from what I I like to call like my PNP strat or um, principle, where we're looking at like, is it a breath issue, a tension issue, a pressure issue, an actual movement pattern issue, positional? What are some of the adjustments that we can make here? to help that system perform and respond better to the task at hand. Again, a sneeze or a heavy deadlift or pregnancy as the baby continues to grow. And we're concerned about a diastasis, for example. How can we get that system working together? And so again, pelvic floor is part of that. So the abs will continue to expand. That connective tissue will continue to expand at the linea alba throughout pregnancy. With that, there's a lot of pressure involved in that, not just from the baby, but say just what our our normal, um, say, lifting tendencies or mechanics are, how we stand, how we like what our postural considerations are. And if we 
have a like really thrusted rib cage. Maybe you're a former gymnast or a crossfitter where that extension where the rib cage is thrusted up, maybe that's putting even more pressure on that midline. So it's kind of worth it to address a lot of our baseline tendencies and see what we can do to at least manage the significance of a diastasis. And again, for some people, like there's just going to be a diastasis. If you have twins, it's probably going to be a diastasis um, because there is just so much pressure and strain put on that midline. And it's not a problem necessarily, but it's going to need some help postpartum. So also in pregnancy, while there's a lot of pressure going in the midline, there's also a lot of pressure going down into the pelvic floor because it's supporting. It's truly the base of our core that is supporting our pelvic organs and this baby, right? So as the belly continues to grow, there can be some added pressures and changes to the pelvic floor. Some people experience things like sharp shooting pain, or maybe what was like lightning crotch, um, where it feels like you just get like electrocuted um, like in your vagina, which is so fun, right? Um, there can be like dull, achy pain, like at the hip bone area. And again, this is has a lot to do with just the added pressures and position of the baby. In addition to, again, some of these baseline tendencies of our how much tension are we holding in our pelvic floor? Are you somebody who is really grippy and like grips your glutes, squeezes your glutes? Maybe you stand with your hips kind of shoved forward, your butt squeezing under. Like that can be really triggering of different pelvic pain and pelvic health symptoms. Are you peeing all the time? Or do you feel like you have no support when you pee? Do you feel like something's falling out where there's just like you need more support for your pelvic floor because of all these changes? This is all within the realm of normal. And also there is a lot we can do to kind of troubleshoot from the outside in during pregnancy through exercise, through um, like management and teamwork with a pelvic floor physical therapist if possible to help alleviate some of those symptoms and improve your overall experiences during pregnancy. Because again, no matter what, there is weight and force being added to your abs and your vag during pregnancy. From baby and fluid alone, structurally, stuff is changing too. You can develop a different gait, like different movement patterns. We move and look differently, different. Our body shifts and changes, and that can create like issues, like orthopedic issues, core and pelvic health issues, things like that. So we really have to have exercise that helps accommodate some of these changes. And just honestly, the most important thing here is to just honor that like shit's not the same. Therefore, our training can't be exactly the same. We have to make some accommodations because your body is going through a whole transformation right now. And like, that's, that's truly, if you get nothing else from this, like that is the bottom line is this whole system is going through a significant transformation. Therefore you and your approach to your fitness has to also go through a bit of a transformation. That doesn't mean it's over. That doesn't mean it has to stop. It just means it needs to shift and look a little bit differently. Because then when we get towards the end of pregnancy, we're looking at getting prepared for delivery. And again, it's not about training for birth, not about that at all. It's about preparing yourself for what your postpartum recovery is going to be like and what you want out of your long-term athletic performance. We can't control how the baby comes out. We don't have a whole lot of control over that. But what we can do is set ourselves up with as many tools as possible 
and just being really informed about how we're going to go about navigating postpartum because sometimes babies come out the way they choose to come out, even if you desire something totally differently. And I can attest to that. I had one baby um, through an emergency C-section after very um, adamantly wanting a natural childbirth and all of that stuff didn't happen for me. And that's okay. Like it honestly, like almost 10 years later, I can truly tell you that it is, it is so okay that my birth didn't go as planned. So if you're like in the trenches of being really fearful of that, or um, maybe navigating some of that, like trauma or mourning, um, a desired birth experience, which again, this is probably an episode for another time, but it is truly okay. It will be okay. But you can have this desire for a sort of set outcome. I would encourage you to have a very um, open-ended birth plan, a very flexible mindset. When we have rigid expectations, um, the fall is a hell of a lot harder. And I can tell you that from very personal experience. But your body undergoes a significant transformation and a significant physiological event in delivery, whether that is a C-section, an emergency C-section, a vaginal birth, intervention or no intervention, it is still a very significant physiological, emotional process. And although a lot of people don't like this sentiment, it is trauma to the body, right? It is, in a lot of ways, it's still an injury. Like shit happened. There was a lot. You had a baby come out of your body. And I don't, and so I'm really not meaning that in a trying to like frame birth in a negative manner. It's just to give you, especially because a lot of you listening are athletes, some perspective, because what we've been told is you're made for this. It's natural. You're going to bounce back. Your baby's going to have a six pack. You're this and that and that. All of that is dogmatic language is totally unfounded. Not true. Okay. So you can be super, super fit and have a great birth. You could be super, super fit and have a really awful birth experience. And um, I can attest to both. Again, I had a pretty awful birth experience with my first, and I had a very great birth experience with my second through an elective gentle cesarean. And I've recorded another episode on that. I don't remember which one, but if you want to listen to that, um, you can just scroll through and find, uh, listen to my episode on giving birth to chance. And either way, like there's a significant emotional, um, just like there's a significant emotional experience that goes along with birth, no matter how the baby comes out. I mean, we change, we fundamentally change and our bodies experience a lot. Again, whether there's intervention or no intervention, there's still a lot that happens. There's still a lot of trauma to different areas of the body, not to mention like significant fatigue, depending on how long you were in labor. And then you're just, you're, you're just, life is paused. Life is paused. Your body has to recover and that recovery process looks absolutely different for every single person, but there are some themes that run through. And a lot of people think like a C-section is like a way worse outcome than a vaginal birth. And in my experience, working with thousands of athletes of all different levels, like that is just not the truth. Like some people have a very easy C-section recovery and my like vaginal birth athletes have like a very hard recovery or vice versa. But here's the thing, like, honestly, no matter how the baby comes out, there does need to be a rehabilitative process because like mentioned, when talking about pregnancy, the abdomen has changed, structurally changed. The tissue has been stretched 
a lot during pregnancy and so has the pelvic floor. There's been a lot of stress and a lot of trauma to the pelvic floor just through dilating alone. So even if you had a C-section, if you, if it was an emergency C-section, um, your pelvic floor still went through a lot. If a baby came out of your vagina, there is still a lot of physiological trauma there. If you had an episiotomy or tearing or whatever it might be, there is, there's a lot happening here. So therefore the core and the pelvic floor have to be rehabilitated in order to give yourself the best opportunity at improved function, which is like not peeing your pants, um, trying to manage any kind of prolapse symptoms. But basically, you you have to be able to rehab the pelvic floor. You have to be able to help the abs rehab. Because again, they made an adaptation for pregnancy. They're going to make adaptations postpartum. But we can do our part to help assist that process. And I talked earlier about how some of our, our tendencies and our things that we're trying to look at to accommodate some of the healing and management, breath, pressure, position, tension, some of our movements, all of these things have to work together in coordination to improve what that recovery process looks like. And here's the bottom line for postpartum. So pregnancy, shit changes, it's supposed to change. So like change how you go about, you know, your exercise, et cetera. And postpartum, time and patience, which is so annoying. It's so annoying for those of us that are like really eager and motivated to feel like ourselves again, to find some kind of routine again. Maybe we are athlete brains. I don't know. I'm just assuming that if you're listening to this episode or listening to me at all, is maybe we're we're like similar vibes where you want to feel like you have some sense of normalcy. Again, you want your body to feel normal. Maybe you want your body to look more normal to you. And it has changed. It has fundamentally changed. And that is a good thing. Different does not have to be bad. Different is actually an incredible opportunity and can be leveraged to be the thing that actually serves you for the rest of your life, right? Because this is this is a season that acts as a significant catalyst for a lifetime of athleticism, for improved function as we age. Because a lot of people, maybe they don't start experiencing pelvic health symptoms till they're in menopause or when they're a lot older, but we are getting ahead of that now. People listening to this podcast, you might be a millennial-ish, plus or minus, and we are going about having a quality of life that is very different than what has come before us. And we're setting up all generations that come after us for such a better, improved experience through pregnancy, postpartum, and motherhood. So we know that there's more to exercising during pregnancy than just like, do what you've always done. Just like, then I'll listen to your body. Like, okay, yes. And things have to be different. Postpartum isn't get your body back and um, have a super flat stomach. It's like, no, I like really need to like restore my system because it's been through a lot. It's been through a lot the whole past year. Therefore, it's going to take a little while to rebuild and find a new normal. I'm not who I was and maybe I'm not where I want to be, but I know I'll get there because we have time. This particular season in your life should look different because it is. You're adjusting to a new baby, whether it's your first or your fifth, there's still a new baby around. Your sleep is different. Maybe your nursing experience or feeding experience is is you're trying to acclimate to that. Hormonally, things are different. Structurally, things are still different. Again, you've gone through a, a huge transformation for over a year. That rebuilding process takes time. And it's not just six weeks. 
six weeks just means like you're not like really bleeding anymore, or maybe your incision has healed, but that doesn't mean that you're ready to sign up for a half marathon. Does it does not mean that you're ready to go back to CrossFit and RX your workouts. It does not mean that. Being cleared at four weeks or six weeks means you're ready to start rebuilding basic, basic core and pelvic health function and fitness, general fitness, not performance-based fitness, not AMRAPs and like really high intensity stuff. That doesn't mean going on a run where that's really high dynamic force to that pelvic floor that is, by the way, is still very much healing. It is getting your pelvic floor ready to try something like running. But before we get to running, we got to do a lot of other things first. Before we get to doing muscle ups again at CrossFit, we got to do a lot of other things to help your core recover so that you're not creating an issue. We're not having pelvic health experiences like incontinence or pelvic organ prolapse, or if we are, we know how to manage them. So we have those tools. We have that, that body understanding, body awareness, so that we understand what athletic readiness is. We understand what quote, I'm using air quotes here. I know you can't see me like normal and like not normal is for our body. If you're feeling something in your vagina, you're not like, Oh my God. You're like, okay, I know that I probably need to go see a pelvic floor physical therapist, get an idea of what I'm feeling or what I'm seeing. And I know that maybe I need to pause the intensity of my workouts and do a little bit more rehab, a little bit more basic strength uh, training. And I know that, Oh, my abs are a little bit different. Now I need to help my diastasis heal because it was, my abs were stretched out for a long time. We have to rebuild some of that tension to the midline, even if there's separation there, even if there is aesthetic change to your abdomen, maybe you have loose skin, maybe there's more fat, all of that is okay. The focus needs to be on how can I restore function to a baseline that allows me to have the quality of life I desire. As much as we have been programmed to think about I guess like just for me, anyway, it it was always a superficial view of fitness and performance. It was how much I was lifting. It was how fast I was going. And it was what I looked like. And while a lot of that is still important to me, that doesn't go away. And it's okay to still have some of those goals. The part of me that um, is able to override a lot of that is I want a quality of life. And I'm willing to put in the work and the process that's going to allow me to have the quality of life that I desire, which sometimes means pausing, rewinding, um, slowly progressing, and just honoring where my body is at now so that it has the opportunity to you know, live the life that I want, whether that means symptoms or no symptoms. But the goal is like having an understanding of that and giving our bodies time to recover and not trying to rush a, a postpartum process. And that's what I see all the time is people thinking that they're exempt, that the, none of this that I'm saying today applies to them or yeah, they like really rush it. Um, and then they're like, Oh my God, now I'm like peeing every time I get over 20 double unders and this is embarrassing. And they're not sure like, is this a big deal or is it not a big deal? And again, it's being able to look at our experiences as an athlete, as somebody who's going through a major physical a mental and emotional transformation in our lives through pregnancy and postpartum and say, is this setting me up? Are my choices setting me up for the quality of life that I want, that I desire, not just in my short-term goals, not just right now, but long-term. That is why the whole focus of my brand is lifetime of athleticism 
knowing that pregnancy and postpartum play a significant role in that opportunity. Pregnancy and postpartum are, are the catalyst for pursuing a lifetime of athleticism as a female athlete. So we have to understand how our body changes during these seasons, what adjustments we need to make, what progressions we need to make or regressions we need to make to honor what we actually want. So what we actually want is that lifetime of athleticism because it's what we do, it's how we identify, it's what we enjoy. Therefore, be willing to make some adjustments, be willing to understand the changes that are very normal that happen to your core, your pelvic floor through pregnancy and through postpartum. Know that so many things are normal experiences. Also know that when we get into things that maybe like you feel like you have no structural support in your abs, or you have a lot of pain in your pelvic floor, or you feel like something's falling out of your vagina, that you are informed enough to get the help that you need and to make the adjustments that you need. Because 10 years ago, this conversation wasn't happening. Doctors were and still are telling people, oh, you're cleared. Oh, that's normal. Oh, just get surgery. That's still very prevalent. A lot of physical therapists might just tell you, well, you know what? You don't need to run anymore. And don't go back to CrossFit. And then there's a lot of fear around that. And that's a generalization. I don't want, I love my PTs. You know, I do. But we also know that's still a problem. I see a lot of coaches, fitness industry, I'll pick on my peers who are saying, ah, just like push through. You just got to like lose weight. We just got to like lift heavier, go harder, more intensity. Just got to diet. You just got to cut your calories. We just got to like blah, 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 blah. So we're not getting great information then and still. That's why I'm out here doing the work that I'm doing with a incredible team of pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coaches who have this perspective. They have the knowledge of what bodies and brains, frankly, go through during these particular seasons, what adjustments need to be made and what we can do to help set ourselves and others up and not back through these seasons. That do what you've always done, listen to your body, all of that stuff, that is outdated and unhelpful. Unhelpful. Frankly, it gets a little dismissive too. We have better information now. We have better access to support. And I want that for you. I want that for women everywhere to know that it's not over. There are going to be changes through our lifetime. These seasons happen to kind of magnify a lot of a physical change to our body. And we have the ability to navigate that change well through acceptance, through understanding, through education, through more information. And that's what I'm dedicated to getting out there. I hope this episode was helpful. If you are interested in becoming a pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach, please get on the wait list for uh, the certification, which opens in April. I would love to have you join us, become the person that you needed, become the person in the online in your online and local community who is helping so many others because this is just a growing demographic. We are seeing more and more and more. And again, we're normalizing the fact that athleticism does not end when motherhood begins. And with that, we need coaches and practitioners and people who get it, who get this and can help. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, everyone. I wanted to let you know that enrollment for my coaching certification program, Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism, opens soon. So if you are a coach, an athlete, a practitioner, somebody in the medical community, 
who wants to change the game for pregnant and postpartum athletes, this is the certification course for you. Go ahead and get on the wait list for it. That's at www.briannabattles.com slash waitlist. I would love to have you join the team of international coaches that are truly making a difference in their online and local communities. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Practice Brave podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and help us spread the work we are doing to improve the overall information and messaging in the fitness industry and beyond. Now, if you are pregnant and you are looking for a trustworthy exercise program to follow, I have you covered. The Pregnant Athlete Training Program is a well-rounded program for pregnancy with workouts for each week that are appropriate for your changing body. That's 36 weeks of workouts, three to four workouts each week, and tons of guidance on exercise strategy. We also have an at-home version of that program. If you are postpartum and you're looking for an exercise program to follow, the eight-week postpartum athlete training program would be a really great way to help bridge the gap between rehab and the fitness you actually want to do. From there, we have the Practice Brave Fitness Program, which is an ongoing strength conditioning program where you get new workouts each week and have a lot of guidance from myself and my co-coach, Heather Osby. This is the only way that I'm really offering ongoing coaching at this point in time. If you have ever considered becoming a certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach, I would love to have you join us. Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism is a self-paced online certification course that will up-level your coaching skills and help connect the dots between pelvic health and long-term athletic performance, especially during pregnancy and postpartum. Become who you needed and become who your online and local community needs by becoming a certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach. Thank you again for listening to the Practice Brave podcast. I appreciate you and please help me continue spreading this messaging, this information, and this work. Mm -hmm.